This is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work, to money, to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sid. Hey, Sid. Hey. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. I'm glad it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's dive into some of our updates. Yes. So today my update has to do around my version of moderation versus the actual definition of moderation and Ooh. how, yeah, I started to kind of take some liberties around uh, moderation, what I felt it would be. Um, so <laughs> when they say that like everything in moderation is okay, I kind of think I took that to the nth degree um, around my sweets intake and I started to go a little like cookie ice cream cake happy there for a bit like for a bit and so um I started to do the thing where I'm like you got to work on time time for a cookie or like (laughs) (laughs) you completed your to-do list again today time for a piece of cake so it used to be like I had a handle on it and there are places in town that have like really good cake really good cookies and I think I used to do really well at like saving those for special occasions or like a personal victory that I felt deserved something extra and then those personal victories I don't know what changed but I started to feel like the personal victories like happened much more often because my personal victories changed to things that I literally do every day so I have taken kind of like a vow of non non like what's the word intake of sweets for the last couple weeks. You're resisting the sugar. I am. So, of course, I didn't mean all sugar. I still eat a lot of other stuff. But, like, ice cream, chocolate, cookies, cake, stuff like that, I've taken off the table for a month. And I've got probably, like, a week and a half left. And... You were there the other night that my our friend was like, I want some cake. And I'm like, I really want some cake too. And she was like, I will do that to you. And I really appreciated that because it's been much harder than it probably should have been for me to give up sweets like that. But they are like the thing that I want with coffee after like a super savory dinner. So I'm glad that I've stayed on track for the last few weeks and I've like stuck to not having it. But I am like counting down the minutes until I am done with this. And so like mid-April is when I am back on sweets. And I've already told myself on the day you can go back to them, don't go out and get a piece of cake. Like, wait until the actual occasion where cake is necessary. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say that, like, this is admirable, but to actually rid your body of, like, that craving mentality of wanting that sugar all the time, because I totally get it. There have been moments where I'm like, ooh, that was, like, super salty. What if I just had two cookies? Yes. With my post-dinner mm-hmm. uh, enjoyment, <laughs> my post, post-dinner glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reality is, like, you need that time to, like, reset your body in, yes. in a sense. So, like, going celebrating your culmination of the, the month of no sugar with sugar – Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And like, I haven't been totally at a loss. Like I still allow myself wine. So like that has served as my dessert more than once over the last few weeks. Um, But you know, like when you're just done with like a really good burger and all you want is like chocolate of some kind. And I just celebrated Easter with my family. I had to intentionally tell my mother not to include any chocolate. I I do still get an Easter basket, I'll be very honest. (laughs) And I asked her very nicely if she would refrain from chocolate in my Easter basket, which she did. And uh, so I really appreciate that. But it's been tough. It's been tougher than it should have been. But I've been staying strong. So I feel like that's how I feel about um, like pizza Mm -hmm. and um, just things that are in general, like savory things that are bad. Because I'm not really a sweets person. So like, yeah, my resistance is like, don't Grubhub pizza again tonight. <laughs> you literally have chili 
In your fridge. And vegetables to make a salad ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's the thing. So I have had a lot of peanut butter over the last three weeks because mm. in my mind that also isn't a sweet. So <laughs> peanut butter and banana has been like my go-to move as like an afternoon snack. So but that's, I would count that as relatively healthy. That's in, better than. In my mind. That's better than a piece of like a d- devil's cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's where I'm at. And um, we're almost done. So I, it, it was good. It was good to like take a step back. I, I do believe in moderation. I think giving yourself what you want is totally okay. But there is a point where like you obviously take a step over the edge and I took a really big step over a cliff. So yeah. I'm you, pulling back. You launched yourself. I off. did. I sure did. So that's my update. And, You're climbing uh, back up. Yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost back to normal. Almost yeah. back to normal. What about you? So I am trying to make a better habit of journaling because I feel like that for me is like the easiest way for me to mentally like remove things from the stressful space that is the internal brain of mine Mm -hmm. it's scary what's in there (laughs) it it is (laughs) because i i have a tendency to like ruminate and dwell on things a lot and so when i get overwhelmed um as we've discussed i i narrow in i get into all the nitty-gritty details and give everything the same level of importance and journaling helps me prioritize what like actually matters or like just seeing the words on the page gives like those scary thoughts in your brain at least like a sense of it this doesn't really matter this is not actually stressful um and just like being able to have like a fear or something that's on my mind it's out of my brain and on a piece of paper which then becomes something that's actionable Mm -hmm. so I've always been kind of a pen and paper style person but I'm trying to do a better job of um using some of the things especially in the sense of like what we're doing with queen speaking I want some of the stuff that I'm like learning and going over um to be archived in a sense or Mm. at least in like a format that could be helpful for future things that we have in our minds of what we're building here at Queen Speaking, which is very exciting. Very exciting. So uh, Dan was very sweet and uh, surprise gifted me with an Apple pencil. Nice. So, because I have an iPad and I like to write um, notes out and I'm not a typing notes kind of person. I really enjoy the physical writing of things. And um, so that was something that I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start, you know, researching some apps that might be a good resource for me to to archive these things and of the ones i've found so far good notes four is the best one so i'm kind of figuring out i'm kind of getting in my flow of like how i see this taking place and like how i'm actually going through the process of journaling and like what it is that i would need in an app in that sense if i'm doing something digitally to make it helpful and like be able to go back to it pretty easily something that i can search something that um has like a decent archive something labels all that kind of stuff and what's cool is that it actually picks up on your writing in a really strategic smart way and like translates it so you can search based on like search terms in your writing so it actually can translate your handwriting into like real text which is really cool that's really nice and I think so I've heard a lot about this since I started school (laughs) because they you know I was I was already on my first day with my laptop because that's what you see in movies like people pull out their laptops they're ready to like write notes but like type notes and there's so many studies apparently I've learned out there that writing is a much better way to commit things to memory or Mm -hmm. remember things than typing is so this kind of solves both of those problems where it is digital and it is it can be archived um, in a much obviously cleaner way than if you're writing in a notebook Um, but it also gives you like the ability to write and like have it go from your brain like out your arm and onto something Mm -hmm. so it's like that release of thoughts that you kind of need sometimes to just like get it out of your head so it's the best of both worlds which is actually the best way to do it probably hopefully scientists agree across the board yeah because it really and that was the thing i was like i'm gonna test this out and will this have the same impact and it really does feel like i'm writing with a pen yeah um so that's actually is it's really cool that's awesome i love that well i'm excited to hear more about the app that you're using because that's probably helpful for people out there too to see what might work for them in that space yeah because the only downside is that like 
the Apple Pencil is strategic for, uh, like, sketch artists and things. Ah. Um, but from a writing perspective, I, there aren't as many applications for it in the digital space. So I'm just trying to figure out. Because that was, like, nothing. that That's just, just not a familiar space for me. No. I think, <laughs> so. I think you are definitely ahead of me in the tech game. But I think we're both pretty novice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm taking all my cues from you. I get all my cues from Dan. <laughs> <laughs> There's a chain of command there. <laughs> and it works for us. So yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, so let's dive into some of the things that are inspiring us this week. Okay, so this weekend, I went to something here in Rochester that's called the Becoming Boss event. It's put on by Rock Girl Gang. Um, It was amazing. The setup is kind of, you've seen it other places where it's like a panel setup. It's a big room full of usually women. This one was definitely almost all women. I only saw like maybe a couple men there, and I I think they were family members. Um, And it's basically how the women who are on the panel started in their careers and they all are business owners and they all like kind of have different things that they're working on and that they own. Um, And what I loved about this event, I I just love events like that because I think what's great is that even though everything that all of them were talking about is in terms of like what they own, like either they were restaurant owners or retail or something like that, um, or there was a salon owner up there, even though I'm not doing any of those things, what they were talking about between like how they got started and what keeps them going and what they appreciate about the the community around them is super applicable to everybody in that room. So you don't have to be a restaurant owner to be able to identify with what the restaurant owner said. Um, and so I love events like that because I just think there's a wealth of knowledge that you can gain from people who are already doing it and learn where they started, but also like in any space that you're working in, like there's just so much to kind of absorb there. So that was a great event. And I just, I, I think that there's stuff like that kind of happening all over the place, but if there's not in your community, I would say like, go start something because I think it is another way to create community. And that is what everybody talked about that uh, yesterday um, was that the power of community is like untouchable and that it is only supportive and to get out there and meet people that are kind of doing what you want to do or kind of learning from people in different spaces is only beneficial to the whole. Um, so I just loved, I loved everything I learned yesterday, but also like that community feel was really, really strong and it was, it was great. I walked away just feeling really full and really good. And, um, I can't wait till the next one. I can't wait to not miss the ticket sales and attend the next one as well. Also (laughs) a big seller. I think they sold out in 30 minutes for this one. So thankfully I had someone shout out to Elise because she bought my ticket for me and I paid her back because I was in class when they went out. So I was like, would you mind? And she totally had my back. So we were there together and it was just, it was great. So if you're not able to be there, like within the first half hour that this, they go on sale, like find a buddy or something because That's like tough. It's like Ticketmaster, where yeah. everybody's like waiting for their JT tickets to go on sale, and like it's like <laughs> you're a refreshing <laughs> the whole time. Our friend was also like, she was like, I was there on the site like 15 minutes prior just to be ready to just like waiting, click out. <laughs> like that's when you know you've created something great is when people are just like waiting at their computer, ready to jump on it. So but that's like everyone's dream. Yes, yes, absolutely. So it was it was a great event. I it was a great way to spend a morning. I had a lot of mimosas. I had a ton of coffee. So, you know, pair pair me with, like, a great learning opportunity and a beverage, and I am so happy. <laughs> the nice thing about that, too, is those types of events really give you some perspective. And I think when you're talking with other business owners about what they're doing and the story behind their business, even if it isn't exactly the path that you're on, I think you, just having the perspective of all of these people have done this in a different way so Mm -hmm. like there are options and I think when you're in that starting place that's nice to have it is and what was also cool was you know a lot of the women in the room are starting their own projects or or have already established themselves in whatever they're working on and so when you start to go follow these women back and you see what they're working on you're like oh wow like you're already doing it like you're out there and this is a great opportunity for you to connect with more people to get 
the name of your business out there or the name of your your channel or whatever it is that you're working on. And I thought that was really cool too, because I think over the course of this is this is the sixth event um, that Rock Girl Gang has thrown. And I think over the course of the event, the amount of people who are coming to it who have already started projects has grown too. So they're able to really talk about what they're working on with the people around them in addition to all of the panel people and what they have already established themselves as. So it was, it was really, really wonderful. So yeah. What about you? So I mentioned in, um, I think our last episode that I'm trying to do a better job of reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just, all my updates are improving my life. (laughs) (laughs) What we're about. (laughs) Trying to get there. Um, so I, per some recommendations from many people, um, including one of our friends who suggested we read it as like a book club style thing, which didn't really happen. But We wanted it to happen, but like <laughs> we were like, did anybody read? And everyone's like, no. We're all, we're all doing it in our own time, so it's my time. To in a year, reading. we'll all talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start it here and inspire all of you guys to read this book. Um, it's Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. And so it's Definitely, like, of the self-help variety. Yes. But what I love most about it is that she is so straightforward, sassy, and all of the tips that she includes in her book are actionable. And so she kind of ties certain things to, like, I went through this experience and here's how I got out of it. And I think she does a really good job also of explaining, like, this may not pertain to you, but this might. And then how do you actively transition into, like working it out in your own way as it relates to your life and she like she swears in it it's you know her stories are sometimes ridiculous and so I think it's like helpful to read it in this sense of like this is the the self-help book I can get behind Mm -hmm. because it's all about empowering your own story Mm -hmm. and I really love that And I'm about, I think, like, at this point, halfway through. And one of the things that really stood out to me was um, this piece where she talked about the subconscious and how all the the behind-the-scenes perceptions um, you have of yourself are, like, ingrained in us from the beginning and, like, ruling the things that we're doing on a daily basis without us actively, like acknowledging or realizing it and essentially influencing who we become and also influencing the things that like fuel our self-doubt yes yes (laughs) so having an awareness of the things that are within your subconscious of like whether it's family dynamics that have influenced you or like upbringing childhood friendships like it could be literally anything that was impactful in some capacity to like your upbringing or just like the way that you kind of moved through life and the things that might hold you back now in adulthood. Because I think we've talked about this in a little bit of a, a, like being confident in who you are perspective of like when you're a child, you're so creative and just like living freely. And I'm really going back to um, trying to figure out like what are the things that like hit at my self-confidence and I think that that's something that's really important to assess of like wait why am I feeling this way is this like the for example like I think one of the things that um is really challenging for me is like just giving myself time and space in my own schedule and my own life and it's all rooted in like my own assessment of what I'm doing with my life and how I'm spending my time and like not buffering my mm-hmm. schedule to like make myself not feel pressure all the time. Right. And so just kind of actively going through, I think one of the tips that she talked through is like writing out the fears, just like bullet journaling, like just stream of consciousness, writing out everything that kind of comes to you as like, these are things that have held me back in the past and identifying like what might be ways for you, like counter actions to retrain your brain to like realize that that's not a truth that you should be living by. Absolutely. And all of those, like you said, like those are all actionable. So it's not just like, it's, it's a great book and it's not just kind of putting it out there and floating along in the universe. It's telling you what you should be doing if you want to get better, if you're ready to like 
take a stand in your own life and, and really put yourself to work on that self-help stuff, then she's giving you these great tips and how-tos to do it. So you're not just kind of taking it in and then sitting with it. Like she's encouraging you and pushing you to step outside your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and actually do something about it. And I read this book too. And what I love, love, love about it is that she does live in the fact that it's self-help and somewhere along the way, self-help was pegged as like the sad girl's lifestyle and that self-help was like the dreaded aisle that you never wanted anybody to catch you in if you were going shopping at Barnes and Noble at your local bookstore like being caught in the self-help aisle was like you know the kiss of death and (laughs) it was like when did that happen and why did that happen because now we're so focused on self-care and that's all the rage. But this kind of is self-care for your brain. It a thousand percent is and I'm like I love that she is taking back self-help mm-hmm. as a thing that should not be demonized and a thing that should be celebrated because if you're working on yourself that should be celebrated and that should be something that you feel good about and not feel like you need to hide in the back corner and like put a big sweatshirt on and so no one can see your face like be out there and be proud of the fact that you're working on yourself and, and let people know because then other people will be like if they're working on themselves it's okay for me to work on myself and I can like take a step in that direction too so I think this book is great I'm so excited that you're into it and that you're reading through it and you're halfway through at this point because it really only gets better and that stuff just I just love how what is it at the end of it I'm spoiler alerting it but like at the end of each chapter I think it's like and love, love yourself. yourself and yeah. there is no more powerful feeling than to like believe that and own that and say it out loud to yourself in the mirror and that's what I think I love about this book is she is like unashamed of saying love yourself and own that and like move forward with that powerful feeling that you get from saying it out loud yeah so because that's the thing is that you're living for you and not for anybody else. Right. And that's a lot of times the hardest thing for people. Me. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> Quote, unquote, people pleaser. <laughs> so. <laughs> Something we're all working on. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm working through, guys. And it's tough. But I'm getting there. You're getting there. And I'm also excited. Once I finish this, I'm probably going to buy her other book, which is about you're a badass with money. Yes. And I think that leads quite well into our topic of the day. Give it to me straight, Sid. Today, we're talking about the most exciting topic ever. <laughs> we're diving into taxes. <laughs> but we're going to make it fun. <laughs> Except taxes as it relates to you're getting your refund, spend it or save it. Woo! Yeah! We're going to add that in as like a, a fun like song and dance that we do at some point. We're both dancing <laughs> while we're talking. We're trying to make tax tax refunds sound super exciting. Sound cool. Yeah, so today we're talking about the refund and like Brianna said, like what to do with it, spend it or save it. I... I <laughs> This is not one of my favorite topics, much like some of the things that are just good for you to know. Like you're like, oh, it's going to take work and effort and all those things. But you realize long run, really good to understand how this affects your life overall and what you can do now, now that it is like tax, you know, we're almost at the deadline, right? It's, like It's coming up. It's coming up really fast. April 17th, guys. Yeah. Make sure they you got it, it too. I don't know if it was because I think it's because the 15th is a Sunday. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Maybe, like, helping the accountants work one less weekend day (laughs) during tax season. That makes sense. I don't know. That makes sense. But anyway, I think um, something that's important to consider, too, is, like, yeah, it's awesome to get a refund, but, like, what are your actual financial goals? If you're looking looking at your funds in a holistic way... What can what smart choices can you make so that it's, you know, doing a little fun for you, doing a little smart for you mm-hmm. combo. Yeah. Um, but I think there's also people who have to pay taxes too. Like not everybody's lucky enough to get a refund and like the way all that works is complicated. It's so talk to your tax uh, accountant about all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're not experts there. <laughs> but how do you avoid kind of that t- that element of like, oh, I feel like tax season, I take a big hit, mm-hmm. um, and what you can do during the year to get your budget in check. So we're kind of like, this is budget 2.0, mm-hmm. tax season style. Yeah. So. 
That's what I'm excited about is that, like, last year I can... You know what? I don't remember this time last year, I'll be very honest, because I was not focused on budgeting or saving or anything like that at this point in my life last year. So this year, really knowing what the impact of my refund could be on like my bottom line and what my goals are for saving and all of that kind of stuff. And like, do I want to invest? What are my choices here? Well, I'll always joke with my dad. I'm like, you know, I can hire somebody to do that. And I literally have the easiest tax situation in the world. Like I, you know, it's like a couple boop boops and I'm pretty much done. Oh my god, I wish. Oh no. It's I hire it's, someone. Yeah, it's mine is <laughs> mine are pretty easy and my my dad still is like, you need to figure this out. So last year was like my first foray into really like getting serious about it. And then when we started all the budget stuff this summer with my accountant, this year was really exciting because now like I have a plan for my refund and it is like you can see or I can see kind of the impact of the work that I've been doing in a different way. Um, So it's a little bit more exciting, even though taxes are not exciting, but like to figure out how to use that money wisely and really take the time to learn about it is it's more exciting. You know, it's this adult thing that I'm like, oh, I'm excited to do taxes this year. (laughs) When did that happen to me? (laughs) Every year that I age, I'm like, oh, responsibilities. Wow. They're real. It never stops. Yeah. It never stops. So it's time to speak at Queens. We are talking all the good stuff related to finances today, but We're going to kick things off right now with a disclaimer that we are not here to provide tax or financial advice. Um, It's definitely something that you want to talk to your financial advisor about or um, your specific financial related person (laughs) in your life um, because everything works differently for everybody's budgets. And we're going to kind of talk through some of the basics and things for you to consider um, and stuff that you might want to talk about with your tax pro. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things we set out to do for this podcast was really give you like a head start and like a place to begin and look at different websites that are offering advice and things like that. So like that's, I think this kind of speaks to, this topic speaks to that really directly today because we did find uh, a few different resources that people can use to start learning about what they might want to talk to their financial person about. Mm -hmm. So like I always I always think that there is a huge benefit to educating yourself around a topic and then going to talk to the experts so you're they're not like throwing language at you that you just can't comprehend. At least you'll have a starting point and you'll understand okay this is what I think I want to do this is what I think pertains to my life how am I doing professional? (laughs) Am I on the right track? (laughs) So that's what I think this is an exciting topic is that this is a huge opportunity to educate yourself on an important topic. um, And then going to that professional and saying like, this is where I'm at. Help me out. And you'll feel more confident in the responses or answers to the questions that they ask Mm -hmm. instead of just like, I trust you, man. Like you should obviously lean on someone who's an expert in the field. But it is really comforting when you yourself know exactly what things mean and where things are going and um, the impact that it might have on your own. Because I'm going to throw this out here. I made some dumb choices because I thought I was doing the right thing because it was like, oh, that means I'm saving money. Mm -hmm. And it's like, actually, you just lost (laughs) a lot. And you're like, ooh. (laughs) I basically, like, wasted $3,000 one year on paying for something that did not return as I anticipated. And so I always think back to that moment, and this is, like, my moment of honesty. (laughs) That's like a gut check. (laughs) Where you're like, that could have been $3,000 to my college loans. Yeah. Or, like, $3,000 in my vacation budget. And so this is why you educate yourself (laughs) and don't do what Brianna did. (laughs) And just go in guns blazing. I think that you should just say yes to something without doing your research. Yeah. So one of the places that actually very timely, I know we've talked about the skim on here before, but what I what I like what they do is like whatever is of the moment or like what is timely, they do a really nice like mini dive into what you should know, what you should consider, um, what you should be looking at. And so they do have, and we'll share this in the show notes, but they do have um, a, a breakdown of the tax refund and where it should go and things like 
like that and what you should consider. So I believe that there are other resources like that out there, but the skim is a place that I, I kind of trust, even though I know nothing, you know, I don't know them, but, um, they haven't let me down yet. So <laughs> I'm going with them for now. <laughs> and also queen speaking can be a resource of choice. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so, um, I think when it comes to this topic at hand, I think it's really easy to think like, oh yeah, I'm just going to blow my whole newly earned tax refund on, you know, the casino or like some crazy vacation. I think talking through some other options so that you get the most bang for your buck. I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've learned is like breaking things out into percentages. But um, according to Intuit TurboTax, financial planning experts say that people in vastly different financial situations often have one thing in common. Um, They base their decisions on how to use their tax refund on the misconception that it's a gift from Uncle Sam. I believe that. <laughs> they they don't regard refunds as earned income, but they really are part of your earnings. So that means that you overpaid the government mm-hmm. and this is your money. And you essentially like gave it away to them for like an interest free loan that you're now recouping. <laughs> I fully I mean, I'll I fully thought it was a gift. <laughs> Not a gift, but I was like, I know that obviously this is something that belongs to me based on a thing that happened the year prior. But, you know, it's really hard when you're getting, like, a chunk like that and you're getting it back. Especially if it's a nice chunk. Like, oh, There yeah. was one year I got, like, $20. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And you're like, sweet coffee. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) And when you talk about the percentages, I'd love to hear that percentage breakdown. Yeah, how did I break that down? (laughs) But it is, it's, 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 uh, it is a misconception, one that I fully uh, took advantage of probably the last number of years, um, because it's hard to look at it and be like, I need to like scroll this away responsibly and understand that it isn't just like a handout that you're getting and that you can put towards whatever, but to be smart about like what you're doing with it. Because now that, again, like on that budget lifestyle, I was like, what is the smartest way to use this and not just like get the shoes that I want? I always live my life as if I'm not going to get a refund Mm -hmm. because my greatest fear, there was one year I had to pay a decent chunk of money to taxes that I wasn't anticipating. And I feel like that's always a surprise is like, like, truthfully, I'm not thinking about, like, what my W-2 is going to bring back to me in terms of, like, hey, tax man, yeah, help me figure this out. Because um, I truly, I'm fully admitting I hire someone to do my taxes because I have things that I don't understand how to, like, fully calculate things properly. And I'd rather someone who knows what they're doing handle it so that, because there was, like, another, like, truth moment. I had someone do my taxes, um... Like, it was soon out of college, I think. Like, maybe uh, 23, 24 years old. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, obviously this makes sense. Like, I'm going to pay someone to help me with this. And this individual did my taxes wrong. And so when I had had my meeting with my financial, my new financial advisor, once I was like, you know, a couple years in and like, I want to have a conversation with someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, what ended up happening <laughs> was they, during tax, he was like, okay, well, we have like an accountant team that like handles all our whole tax department. Do you want to do your taxes through our business? And I was like, yes, because I trust you guys. And they came back and they were like, your last two returns were done incorrectly and we can get you a refund. And so that's something to consider as well as like if there have been mistakes on your return in past years, you can file a like uh, re-audit or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. So just again, because I don't trust myself to do it right, I think it's smart to think about like who knows what they're doing or what questions you might be able to ask if you are doing it yourself. Um, Because essentially when it comes to taxes, if you are getting a refund, it means that you withheld too much of your income. So like that could have been like over the course of a year, money that was coming through to you in your paycheck. Mm -hmm. So, and you have to figure out why that happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
That I still don't understand, though. Me neither. Again, <laughs> why we have professionals who get paid to do this like, stuff. Like, how do I change this? Like, this <laughs> um, but in general, I think just first and foremost, as we dive into some of the tips of things that you could do, is breaking it up into percentages. So say you're getting a nice $1,000 refund. How much of that would you like to put into savings? How much of that would you like to put into your vacation fund? And then... Think about at least like maybe 10% or 20% of that being fun for you spending Mm -hmm. Um, and make that last percent the smallest because the other stuff is going to end up having more return for you in the end. Um, But I think that you should kind of treat yourself because you've been working hard and I feel like an April treat yourself moment, especially because it's friggin' winter forever here where we are in Rochester. Yeah, yeah, I actually totally agree with that. (laughs) Having the, like, little fun for you when you're, like, still experiencing the winter blues when we should be far past them at this point makes a lot of sense. Um, Personally, for me, I put all of mine in savings because after speaking with Chelsea, we realized that putting it all in savings means I'm only about $800 away from my goal savings amount. So, and and I guess in a way, like, that that is the fun for me spending with like air quotes around spending because it's it's going to a place that I'm not going to touch but it is a goal that I set oh my gosh it'll be a uh like what is that nine months or something ago and um so realizing that even though you have the ability to break it down into percentages like check your gut and figure out what what are your goals that are in front of you right now. For me, it is getting to that that savings goal that I've been working toward and feels really good to put enough in there that gets me under $1,000 away from it. And so as much as I love to put it toward a vacation fund, my vacation fund doesn't exist right now. Because <laughs> so, you just went on your vacation. Because I did just go on a vacation. And you had saved up for that. So I feel I like... I did, yes. <laughs> I feel like the thinking about your financial goals in that sense, too, is really important because um, it you had the vacation, so mm-hmm. you can now start saving. Like, it's you're back to square one with that, where right. it's like, okay, but what's my next goal that I'm working toward? And, like, number two on your list is that savings. Yes. Yeah. As so far as I understand. And the, yes. <laughs> and that was the best part about that trip is that like I was able to pay down both part, like both the flight and the trip itself within like a couple months based on like what we had planned. So when you look at that and I wasn't able to put anything in savings when I was paying off the second part of the vacation. So like that never existed for what, like a month or two. And for me, I was like, oh, that feels bad to not be able to put anything in savings. But then when that refund came through and I was like, you know what, like you said, like I had my vacation, I had my fun, I didn't get to put anything in savings while I was doing all Mm -hmm. of that. So now all of it is going to go there. No new shoes for me. Also because of my (laughs) last week's update and I'm on a a spending freeze at the moment. Um, But yeah, like check, check yourself and figure out remind yourself what your goals are Mm -hmm. and it's hard sometimes to stick with those goals but like how good are you going to feel on the other side that you were able to put more in savings or you were able to do something else with it that really needed to get done or if it was like you need to treat yourself a little bit then do what your gut is telling you you need to do yeah because i think you can be 80 percent responsible Mm -hmm. 20 percent fun live your life yeah um but that 80% responsible also helps you to live your life long run. Long term. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm thinking about the long term much more often these days. Yeah. <laughs> what am I planning for a year from now? Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, your refund can be super helpful with is using it as an opportunity to pay down your debt. Mm-hmm. And I put my refund toward my student loans. Woo-hoo. And guess where Brianna's at? All right now. I have finally surpassed. I, I have. I'm now under the double digit thousands. Yes, and so I am. I am. You're not, in the four figures. I am in the four figures. <laughs> Nine thousand dollars left to pay on my student loan, guys. So close. I put a lot of time and energy into this, more so than I think a lot of people would, and. 
you know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm figuring out how to, I'm just putting, you know, the bare minimum. For me, I'm like, I never want to see this again. Yeah. I want all my money to be going toward the things that I want it to be going toward. I'm approaching 30. I have goals. And so I'm very excited about this. And for me, this was a really big deal and an exciting moment. And I know we just finished talking about breaking things up into percentages. (laughs) (laughs) Because for most people, but for based on around my personal financial goals, that was something that was really important to me. Mm. And things that I'm thinking about in terms of like where I'm going in terms of the the payments and the savings that I have structured to pay the rest of this off in a certain time frame. Um, I'm I'm well on my way. But thinking of that money, especially if you think about it in terms of like this is my income and if I have this extra like hit of money, of course put that chunk of money towards something that gets rid of the debt yeah. that looms. Because once that, the closer that you get to paying that stuff down, exactly like what Sydney talked about in the budgeting episode, you get to put it towards exciting, fun things like your vacation fund. And or a car. A car <laughs> or a new, beautiful pair of shoes. Yes. <laughs> yes we yes, all have yes. our goals. <laughs> <laughs> um Another thing that's an option is to put some of the money into an interest-bearing savings account. Mm -hmm. And so I opened one of these recently, and it's actually pretty cool to see, like, you earning dollars on a, you know, monthly basis. By living just (laughs) just outside (laughs) of your hands. Yes, yeah, exactly. That is really exciting. (laughs) Um, And so there are a lot that are available now, um, and a lot of them are online savings accounts, which, like you know, pretty safe these days, I would say. Yeah. But um, this could be a really great thing that could serve as your emergency fund um, and determining, you know, what what you want that to be, whether it's, you know, three to six months income mm-hmm. or just like, hey, if I have like an emergency $400 car fix that I need to, to make, can I pay for that? So yeah. um, that's something that you can kind of set aside and put money into. And Nerd Wallet is where I found some of my fave recommendations. And so we'll link to their best savings accounts um, in the show notes. Yeah. And also think about, I mean, if you have your bank, your, like your at-home bank that you really trust, I used to do my CDs at my bank. And because I knew them, I trusted them. I think looking at like doing your homework again and like you said with nerd wallets recommendations you can see what the interest rates are for the online account versus your bank's kind of option setup and just see what all the benefits are to all of the options um, i've never done an online savings account but i've heard obviously good things about them and my but my bank had a great interest rate at one point so i kind of was like let me just stick with what i know and and see if they can help me out and it's a, a human i can talk to um, and that worked for me so i think looking at all the options is again one of for a topic like this doing your homework looking at the options is really your best way to go and then figuring out what your questions are and asking the right questions will get you to where you want to be with it too yeah i think the most important thing is not just like jumping into something without looking yeah Totally. And that's why I really like NerdWallet. I know we've talked about this before on the budgeting episode. One of the other things they do really well, I know we talked about credit cards on that episode. They also have a lot of information around investing. So I think another thing you can kind of think about with um, your refund is if this is the time that you want to get into the investing game is look at what mutual funds are and what how they work and what you can do with those. Um, we also will link to NerdWallet's kind of top online investment companies and who they trust and who they've vetted. And what I really like about how they've done it is you can kind of input all of what you're thinking. So you can put in the investment type, you can put in the amount that you're ready to um, invest right there, the trade frequency, the management, all of those like um, kind of features of what you're looking to do and your preferences, and it will come back with what is the best option for you. So as long as you have all of those preferences kind of laid out for yourself and you understand what those will mean for you and what's going to work best for your lifestyle, they're going to come up with, that's what I did for my credit card. Like they came back with the best option for me based on what my my situation was. Um, so I trust them. I, I know that you probably trust them too, just based on what we've talked about. Yeah, I've done, I've used 
them for a lot of research-based things, money-wise. Yeah. And talking to my guy. And your guy. <laughs> I talked to Chelsea. So <laughs> She's been very helpful lately. Um, but another one that didn't necessarily come up on Nerd Wallet, but I also have heard a lot about and actually dabbled in a little bit. Um, we're not. I'm not quite there yet on the investing train, um, but it is one of my future goals after I meet this savings goal um, is learning how to invest and invest in a smart way. But Elvest mm-hmm. is one that is specifically geared toward women. Um, um, and Sally Krawcheck is the CEO of Elvest. And I think it feels very personal. And I think because women really like to have that personal aspect to what they're doing, especially when it comes to finances, I appreciate what they're doing that really helps women specifically feel comfortable with taking that step and understanding what their options are. And it all lives within Elvest. Um, so that's another one specifically that's geared toward women that, um, we'll kind of link to so you can check that out yeah I think when you think about your own perspective on finances and where you're heading just always going back to what are your goals and having different levels of things that you're working toward because you could be just like you are you're doing three things at once and each you know you're putting a little bit toward this a little bit toward that and that's what's really important about um just having kind of an understanding of where your money is going and what you're doing with it because it gives you power. I think it was Fiscal Femme mm-hmm. um, that had said something like, you investing in your retirement and um, emergency fund and savings and all of those things is giving you financial freedom. Right. And framing it in that context, I think, gives me like more excitement around it the really topic does of money. <laughs> oh my gosh it totally does because it, it's like anything like you're taking the power back and that is a stupid way to phrase this but like it is very empowering like mm-hmm. to be able to feel the control and know that you understand what's going on and not putting it in someone else's hands or someone else's power it's like that is incredibly freeing because now it's all up to you all the time and it is your decision yeah it's great yeah Um, I think we also have to cover just a brief moment for the folks that, I'm sorry, if you have to pay taxes Mm -hmm. and you're not getting a refund, um, because all of us paid our taxes, we we overpaid our taxes, essentially. Um, But a lot of people are freelancers, and you'll likely have to be paying on those earnings from your freelance gigs throughout the year. And so one of the things that I read... Um, that was most important for folks in this situation to avoid getting that hit during tax season is just to plan ahead and save. Mm -hmm. So with every project that you're earning money on, allocate whatever that tax payment is and put it right into a savings account. Yeah. And have it be a money money account that you do not touch. And I think... Again, the nerd wallet recommendation of the savings accounts that might be good for you or if it's a CD, that kind of thing. Um, That way, during tax season, you're prepared for the impending check that you're going to have to write to the government. And it's not as much of a shock to your system. Um, I think that's something that's just really important to keep in mind is that for everybody, it's kind of you're looking at it in your own perspective of how you're earning money. And so it may seem great to be like, I'm getting $3,000 when like everybody else gets $1,500 because of taxes. Right. It's like, no, you're going to end up having to pay. <laughs> so think of it as 1500 versus 3000 <laughs> Like and, right away. Yeah. And I think that was, I mean, I'm not a freelancer, so I can't imagine how to like switch your brain, especially if you're a new freelancer. Like if Mm -hmm. you've been going from one gig to the next, from like you're you're paying taxes right out of your paycheck, you don't even ever see them, and then you're getting that refund to going. We have you know we know people who went to full time freelance like probably in the last couple years, and that's a huge transition to make. So I love the advice that you have about like pulling out the tax money out of every time you get paid for each job, so it isn't a surprise at the end. It might be like not the same as you might have thought, but at least you you see it coming from a strong distance away yeah and it's not as much of a like 
just you're like wide eyed. You're like, how the heck did that happen? Um, and where is that going to come from? I have not allocated for it. So um, I guess like this isn't really like a tax conversation necessarily. But if you are planning to make a job change, like those are the things that you really want to consider. If you're if you have been very comfortable doing things a certain way, and you're like ready to strike out on your own or do something different or whatever, like consider all of those things and taxes. Is a, and I've heard this from many people, like consider it before you make a jump because you're going to have to think about it eventually and you don't want to be thinking about it when it's owed. You want to be thinking about it as you're receiving it. Right. Um, so that's a huge help to really think about it each paycheck that you're getting. Yeah. And I think that tax season is just ends up being the perfect time to spring clean your budget. Totally. So if you're in this mindset of wanting to get everything situated or just reassess your financial goals for the year, this is the perfect time to do it because whether or not you're getting a refund or whatever, it's essentially the reset for the next year. So you can look at what you have set for the next time frame for yourself. What is it that you want to do? Time to get your finances in order. Find ways to save and set goals for the year. Maybe go back and listen to our budgeting episode which we will link to in the show notes. Because um, this is, again, think about your finances from a freedom perspective rather than like restrictive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm already thinking about, okay, so this is what my situation was this year. Where am I going to be in my financial goal setting at this time next year? Mm -hmm. And how do I already start thinking about like how to allocate that refund in a way that will benefit my goal versus um, spend it and use it as a gift for Uncle Sam? Because I used to think that. (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) But I've changed now, and I've learned the error of my ways. (laughs) So, and another thing, if we're going to bring it full circle and talk to the whole journaling point, write down these goals. Mm -hmm. Think about what it is that you're working to achieve, because it feels so amazing to, whether it's three months, six months, or a full year later, to look back on the things that you set for yourself and see how far you've come. Mm Mm-hmm celebrate it people so rad that is so rad because that'll be the best celebration you'll have that year (laughs) it's true pop a bottle that'll be your treat yourself moment let's all pop a bottle of champagne to us being responsible with our money setting goals and doing it (laughs) all right we want to hear from you guys about what you're working toward so please reach out to us on social and get in touch with your tips the things that you're learning we're ready we're ready to eat conquer the friggin world yes we are shall we break let's break feeling like a queen yet find us at queen speaking on twitter facebook youtube and instagram and tell us all about it see you next week